listeners, it's Wednesday somewhere, and as All Hallows' Eve descends upon us, we are wrapping up Spooktober Spookfest 2020, where real life makes scary movies escapism. Yay! <laughs> All October long, we have been watching and talking about spo- a spoiler alert selection of spooky movies, and maybe not so spooky movies, and today we are wrapping that up with the wild card round. My favorite American Idol week. (laughs) (laughs) As always, this full spoiler alert is in effect. And yes, boiling bacon is a boiling bacon is a healthy and responsible way to enjoy cured meats without the worry of all that fat going into your body. Okay, so here's the deal. For years, like literally 20 years, I thought this boiling bacon scene was in Teen Wolf, and we watched Teen Wolf this week, and it's not in Teen Wolf. So I don't know what's going on. My brother and I are hammering down on it. We're going to figure out what's going on. We're going to figure out what the problem is. I'm guessing that it's TBS Superstation related, but I don't I don't <laughs> know at this time. Okay, so I'll get back to you, but I think it might be from Better Off a gross way to make bacon. It was yeah, it's it really so funny. Is. Yeah, so I just yeah, no, it's gray and straight and floppy. Anyway, my brother is on it. I'm on it. We're gonna find yeah. out what happened. Okay, um, I'm joined by Zoom teleconference by Sean and Sonia. Hi guys, how are you? Hi. Hello. How's how's it doing this week? It's cold. The bitter cold has come upon us. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm trying to really look at the positives and just feel excited that I get to stay inside most of this winter. That's true. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. This is this is going to be the the new normal. You know, as uh, as COVID numbers go up and furnaces turn on, we shall hibernate mm. uh, like our forefathers and hopefully avoid all of life. <laughs> Just... Sounds good to me. <laughs> Just oh, God. tuck those responsibilities away under a nice warm blanket and turn on some Netflix. And, well, what's the opposite of chill in this case? Warm up? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Coes. Netflix and (laughs) Coes. There it is. (laughs) Um, uh, So this week, uh, as we have done for the past four weeks, uh, we each selected a film uh, that is uh, Halloween-related, but this week it was just one that we wanted to watch and talk about, as opposed to our previous uh, vampire and Frankenstein-related sort of rounds. so, uh, Sonia, if you wouldn't mind going first, what film did you select to talk about this week? Yes. Ooh. So I chose just, I think, I think a, a true classic in the kind of horror comedy genre. Not mm-hmm. that I would even really call it a horror, but there were some parts that scare me a little. Uh, of course, because <laughs> in literally anything, uh-huh. I think I can find some parts that I, scare me okay. a little. Is it just like a jump scare for a moment? Yeah, like a jump scare or like some gross yeah. blood or because like know. the Peter stuff is he's scary. Yes, Peter scary. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah um, anyway. I picked Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clements. What we do in the shadows, just ah, uh, such a romp, a romp about Thanks. vampires. Four vampires who live in a house together in New Zealand in Wellington. They're part of the thriving Wellington vampire community, and well, they're some just would say so thriving, wacky. Yeah, some some would say thriving, some would say less so. But um uh yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. Um what's your relationship to this? When did you did you watch it when it came out or Yeah, I think I saw it pretty soon after it came out. Like I've seen it before for sure and enjoyed it a lot, but hadn't seen it in a few years and of course I forget everything always, so it was really fun mm-hmm. to wa- rewatch it again. Of course. Um yeah, Sean, what did you what did you think of what we do in the shadows? Had you seen it before? 
I have seen it before, uh, also a couple years ago, and just rewatched it again. And it is so great. Uh, the, like, New Zealand humor is just so ridiculous and, like, <laughs> extremely deadpan. And, uh, and also just, like, this concept is so funny. Uh, and also the parallel of being, of, like, the queerness of being a vampire in this was so apparent to, like how there's like the vampire bar that like nobody's at mm-hmm. and they're all like oh there's that person again and then like how nick like came out to Stu as a vampire and Stu's just like you know i love you like either way <laughs> it was, yeah it was very um, it was very I, fun i i think that this does well i think jermaine clement and Taika Watiti, whose name I screw up constantly. There's just so many vowels in there. Um, I think that they like really, in a lot of their stuff, even Flight of the Concords as well, or Jermaine's thing, but um, they nail the like roommate relationship, which is so weird, right? Like it's just the strangest one, and sometimes it's so tight, and other times it's so bad, <laughs> right? Like, like there's, there's just these ups and downs where like, I don't know. I've been in the situation where there's someone who's not doing their job and like we didn't have a chore wheel, but the fact that they actually have one is hilarious. Yeah. But just the way been that stuck they on na- dishes navigate for five months. <laughs> the way that they navigate those relationships in this is so great because there's so much conflict and then they like invite this new guy in and it's this whole thing. But then like when it's time to meet the werewolves, like that doesn't matter. It's werewolves versus vampires, right? Like, like it yeah. just immediately cuts to, oh, we're on the same team against, you know, uh, the werewolves, not werewolves. But um, <laughs> it, uh, you know, it just gets you. And uh, Taika's acting is is always something, and in this, it's particularly like when he is attempting to get the blood from that. It's a, it's is she drunk? I can't remember that woman. And he's like got his like handkerchief like just trying to not spill and then it just goes everywhere. Yeah. Like it's great. It's insane. Yeah. It is insane. And the way that they kind of juxtapose those like kind of silly, trivial, very normal roommate things with mm-hmm. the ridiculousness of comedy vampires mm-hmm. is just like an endless source of delight. Like it just is so funny. To have vampire roommates fighting over who's doing the dishes. Yeah. Because it would come up. The minutia of roommate relationships are so funny. And to, yeah, to have it projected into this way. And also, I love seeing just like Jermaine Clemens, like being a swaggery, like sexy, <laughs> like all three of them were just projecting like so much sexuality. And it was really making me laugh. That like maybe unfounded. <laughs> Um, and uh, I love it because, like, all I feel like I really came to that realization throughout this whole month of all these classic monster movies of, like, sexuality is almost always part oh, of yeah. what's going on with this, with these concepts of monstrosity and sort of, like, the threat of sexuality. And so I think it's really astute to sort of weave that in and both use it as, like, a nod to the genre and then also to use it for comedy. Like, it just, mm-hmm. it, I feel like it works really well. Yeah. And I also think there's, a, like, very clearly a lot of sort of cinematic threads. Like, mm-hmm. they did it very intentionally with the sort of different types. Like, there's Peter the Nosferatu vampire and then 
um, Jermaine's, which is more like the Bram Stroker. You're like, you know, yeah. like like these very specific types. Did you say Bram Stroker? Which, in my opinion, that's gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it does all culminate at the Unholy Masquerade, where the inevitable occurs, right? The thing that you've been waiting yeah. to happen, happens. Um, but uh, when he comes in uh, to confront the Beast, and he's got that damn hairdo. Like, I don't know if it's because we watched it two weeks ago, but it hit, the joke hits so oh, hard. Oh yeah, I laughed so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this is the height of vampire fashion, and it, you get like, that, this is the moment butt, it gets used in. The double bump it. <laughs> The double head bump. Um, I really, I liked the character of Stu a lot. Mm. Um, Especially because I, whilst researching, I found out that Stu is literally uh, an IT technician and Taika's friend from high school. That he just, like, he plays basically the same person that he is in the film. And I just love that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I love Stu. I that moment. Okay, so spoilers, spoiler alert. But that moment when you think Stu has died and then he just shows up and he's totally fine. <laughs> he just shows up at the house. It makes me so 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 happy. He's just like, and then hey, ends boys. up bringing the were- werewolves and vampires together. Of course, it would be Stu that werewolf? does that. Yeah, who else? <laughs> who else would do it? Right. The accents make me just want to repeat everything they say. Oh yeah! Like, oh, I'm yeah. a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another scene that I really liked is when they're they're trying to go clubbing, but they can't go. They can't enter any place unless they're um, invited, and so they just keep asking the bouncers like, uh, "So we're lo- looking to come in," and then like if the bouncer <laughs> doesn't like explicitly invite them in, they have to leave. Yeah, that was just like such a funny, weird touch. Yeah, no, it's and it's it's crazy. Um, I do love uh, Deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's specifically uh, his portrayal of the young rebel. This is on Wikipedia. I'm just gonna read. It's I think the sentence is so good. The young rebel of the group who is fond of knitting, erotic dancing, and being cool. In quotes. <laughs> yeah, that like. <laughs> Romanian seductive dance that he did for unless <laughs> the other two are just like sitting on pillows and like watching him. <laughs> and he's just like <laughs> It was kind of a good dance too. Like I actually was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, he really they, got into it. And the the performance is real. And mm-hmm. I do think there is like I have not been able to stop thinking about the whole um Kenneth Branagh sort of dancerly Frankenstein <laughs> thing. Yeah. I just it like every night before I go to bed for five minutes, I maybe slow it down in my mind Wait, as he's like Is that true, Jeremy? It's tr- very true. It's not it's not That's it's dark. not sexual, Sean. It's it's like uh it's like uh the know, things you could think of before like, bed, like your your wife and your daughter and you know, your yeah, work, things like that. None of that. It's kind of brought up. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you all will be happy to hear that the pulsating eel sac has been removed from oh, that sort of trade Oh, that's good. Thought. Thank you. So oh, much you yeah. finally went to the doctor, it did into you? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I do wonder, and and this is sort of now like a an overarching comment to all the things about, because there is this sort of like performative thing that like has to be hit. Like, to be a vampire, you have to move this way. Or to be Frankenstein, you have to move this way, right? Like, there's all these sort of, like, hallmarks that have just, like, weaved so far in that, like, you could say, like, oh, like, like, 
you know, move like a vampire would, right? And, like, there is mm-hmm. some sort of connotation to that. It might make more sense with Frankenstein, I don't know. But um, I just can see Kenneth Branagh being like, you know, I'm the monster, so I need to, <laughs> like, oh, you know, Kenneth Branagh's taken a few movement classes in his day. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, I, love, but, uh, I love the vampire, how, in the, how, if what we do in the shadows, they, uh, like, can spring into the air if they're angry or about to attack. But then also they just, like, kind of awkwardly bumble around like they're, like, in zero gravity, like, in space. And just, like, <laughs> try to, like, put a foot through a window or, like, try, <laughs> try to navigate floating through the air while being cool is very funny. Yeah, it's, mm. it's very good. But it is, yeah, I feel, it is this culminate because even, like, uh, what's the one with... That we watched with the witches. Why can't I remember this? The three witches on the... Hocus Pocus? Yeah, it's like all these movie tropes just shoved in, yeah. right? Like, that's the... And I wonder if that's what they were thinking about. Like, how many Halloween movie references can we just cram into this thing? And, uh, my God, it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really anytime good. you can get that man on wires, let's get Korg in the air, okay? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Let's get him airborne. Let's get him strung up and moving along. He should be doing okay. Peter Pan live. <laughs> um... <laughs> Are you guys ready to talk about our next uh, little movie here? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the next, the next one is Sean's selection. Yeah, and let's uh, do it. it was certainly a wild card, and I think we all have a lot of things to say. Yeah. Oh, um, Sean. So mine is from 1958, and it's called The Blob. Um, Blob. And and the, it's about a sort of an alien life form, like a. a a meteor or asteroid, some sort of thing crashes to Earth, and then inside is a little see-through glob, and then it attaches to people, and it just keeps absorbing them and getting redder and bigger. Ugh. And eventually, mm-hmm. it's going to take over this town, unless these teens can do something about it. Quote-unquote um, teens. Yeah, do teens? we do we ever find out? Heavy, heavy <laughs> emphasis on, like... Uh, paraphrasing on teens. teens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just um, let's just call them youths. <laughs> Even that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Younger than middle aged, that we can say for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These people are, are definitely between the ages of fifteen and thirty five. Yes, that's correct. The film <laughs> opens with an incredible song called "Beware of the Blob" or maybe just the Blob, uh, written by Burt Bacharach, and it's like a very bossa nova y like. Uh, song that I demand to be on the charts today. Do you guys <laughs> remember? It was it. like, do you hear? It's like, beware of the blob. He creeps and sleeps and dee 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 dee. It's so good. Oh yeah, I've it's been very like surfy. I was like shimmy to that all week. Yeah, it's it's a, the best. What did you guys think of it? Um, I've never seen this before. Uh, first and foremost, I thought that any visualization of the blob was great. Like, it's yes. all—it's so old, there's practical effects, they did really cool things, they did things where they sped it up, slowed it down, all this kind of stuff. Um, I found the blob I to that look that delicious. Was... Yeah, I you thought that did? was great. Yeah. Yeah, I looked, looked, it looked like a deep, a deep chutney. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like a jam at times, sort of pulsating yeah. through windows and doors. Yeah. Um. I, I was really surprised at how little of it we saw. Um, and I think I, like, sort of texted you guys during, like, you know, it's it's just a bunch of people running around trying to figure out what's going on. 
that's the movie. That's the whole movie. And um, yeah. you you see the blob sometimes, and it sort of waits for its big moment. You know, it has its yeah. big blob moment, and it's got a couple earlier ones, but nothing really. You know, a lot of things are implied, not seen, that sort of stuff. But um, I, I don't. At times, it was almost boring as we go from place to place trying to convince people that this is a thing. And it's Steve McQueen. He's 30 years old in this. He looks 82. Uh, his for- that's, that's his forehead, it, from the beginning, they close in on that forehead. And you're like, mm-hmm. this man is 40 years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, anyway. But um, it's just like so many things left. Like, like they just sort of abandon threads of story that don't matter. And it almost, I thought, would have... I And this might... Sonia, you guys might talk about the, the later version, the remake, which I have not seen. But I was, like, expecting the blob to, like, get them, and then we'd follow new characters or something. You yeah. know, like, the whole... T- but it seemed like they just made every effort to keep Steve McQueen being the one moving around. Um, and and the think? other actress, whose name is Anita Corset. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe it's pronounced Anita Corso, but I, I choose to read it as Anita Corset. That's, I think that's fair. <laughs> I love that. That's like an iconic drag name. Yeah, very. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I found it, like, I felt like I would forget to pay attention for a while, and then I'd be like, wait, what's happening? And actually nothing had happened. Like, sort of, people had just run around town some more, and the group of ne'er-do-well teens was around, and then they were hassling Steve for some reason, and then, I don't know, he's not allowed to see his girlfriend anymore. Like, it just... I just kept being like, okay, and so, and what? <laughs> and then, and where and then is the blob? <laughs> and where is the blob? Um, the blob was disgusting. You two are both insane. Um, <laughs> the way it kind of undulated and the color of it, it, I, it no, just no. That's how but I like, feel. That's, that's good, though, right? Yeah, like, that's just I successful. The, yeah. I had the correct response. Um, <laughs> But oh no, I, I still think it's gross, Sonya. But I think it looks great. That's like like that looks like. You, like, you still like, want to eat it? I don't yeah. want to eat it, but I think I think it does look like the blob from outer space, though. Mm-hmm. Like I think it does look the like. There's nothing wrong with the look of the blob at no. all. No, no, I agree. That's, but the blob. That's not. The blob seems to move quickly, but they never show it moving. Like Nurse Kate could not have made it easier for the blob. Like when it was she just really sitting have, yeah. and she was just like, ah, and like trying to get away from it. And she fully just like cartwheeled into the blob. Yeah. Like, like there was, <laughs> she could definitely have gotten away and she, she just fell at crushed under the pressure. And that happened to a lot of yeah. these people, I feel. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, you could have gotten away there, but I don't know. Maybe when like, you're get in to the step in, get to blob, move in. Yeah. It just disorients you so much that you can't you know? i guess <laughs> the blob actually it's just zags the way it, on you the, the way it hypnotically <laughs> not unlike kenneth brano <laughs> you weren't ready for this <laughs> jelly yeah <laughs> yeah but um it was interesting to see um it was sort of what i expected in terms of the level of acting for a, a movie from the late 50s you know you're not really going for realism as such yeah, um, I yeah, I I did think that the the end 
what, like, had the end been a third back and we, you know, we dealt with it a bit more, um, you know, that, that would have been a bit better. There was, I did have some misconceptions about it because I did think it was just people running the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think they went for like the, you know, like the blobs coming and you don't know when tension sort of thing. But you can really only do that for like 20 minutes before it becomes exhausting and you just totally disengage. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead, they went for yeah, little... just teens trying to convince police officers that it was real for an hour. Yeah. No, thank you. But but then the things that were I thought were really interesting were like when the blob would get the guy the one time where they were like working and talking on the car about his weekend and then mm. it kind of oozes in, you know, like, sh- show me that. 20 times like that. Yeah, that I want to see. Um, but uh, yeah, it just didn't go there. Maybe it was a financial thing. Um, have either of you seen the 88 version? No. No? Sean? No. Oh, no. well, we're going to have to do a blob follow-up show. We might have to double blob. I didn't understand how the teens, the teens are crazy also. The teens just... Uh, Steve McQueen's like, you guys, we have to come, we have to convince the town that there's a blob and it's eating people. And all eight of them are just like, you're right. Let's go. No problem. I haven't seen the blob. I'm just taking it from you. And they just run Mm -hmm. around trying to like, they are instantly in. And then they mobilize like probably a hundred other teens. Yeah. With no texting. When it comes to fire extinguisher time, like hundreds of teens with fire extinguishers show up. In a very short amount of time. Which the also... teens are ready. I know, this, I know this film isn't necessarily grounded in scientific reality, but those folks in that basement would have suffocated so GD fast because <laughs> when you use a fire extinguisher, the way it works is that it removes the air partially. It uses I, up the oxygen so that the fire can't keep going and so they would Those die. folks <laughs> and that i really couldn't stop thinking about that that whole scene but that, i know that's not the point well there were a bunch of problems with that sort of basement especially <laughs> yeah. the fact that they were concerned about a lit fire which obviously wouldn't have been lit so long in given the exact parameters you just outlined mm-hmm. but um and then I, steve mcqueen could communicate by yelling t- into a phone <laughs> that was dangling and someone <laughs> yeah. and they yeah. picked that up and they were like oh okay Presumably through a bunch of blob goo. Like, I know it was over top the building, like like a tablecloth, right? Like it was, But it appeared, to me at least, that it was, like, moving inward mm-hmm. as well, right? So, like, yeah. I assumed that that was just full of blob. Just full that of blob. That whole diner. The ending is um, Anita Corset's younger brother, who uh, is an idiot, uh, basically yeah, gets them all. He gets them trapped yeah. into a diner. And then the blob covers the diner uh, where the movie turns into just straight up drawings, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it fully becomes animated. It just becomes an animated film of drawings of a blob on a a building. Yeah, that Mm. was a surprise. Yeah. It was almost like collage, though, because it almost looked like they had different pieces of drawing kind of on top of each other physically. Like, it, it looked a bit 3D to me, but still mm-hmm. drawings, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that the other thing that was kind of shocking was the scene before they figure it out, where basically the whole town just gives up on le- and let, like, no, oh, these, these kids are going to die. Like, that's it. There's nothing, you know, nothing we can do. 
and uh, you know they they start suggesting things, and the chief or sheriff is just like, "It won't work." Yeah, and it's like you don't know. You haven't tried any of this. Like all of these are valid he options right law. now. Well, yeah, and like, what do you think is going to happen once it eats these this couple in these teens? It's going to come back out. You're you're twenty feet away. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's coming for you, come baby. On. Um, I really yeah. liked um as a piece of filmmaking. When the blob eventually goes into the the movie theater, which is packed to the brim mm. at whatever, three yeah. in the morning. And then it cuts to a very obvious, like, dollhouse, basically. And then the blob just being squeezed through the windows. <laughs> yes. And then pretending yes. that that was the movie theater. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some very good practical effects in this film. It's, I enjoyed it. I really did appreciate it. Um and yeah, I don't know. The whole and thing that town, just makes me. It's... That town apparently celebrates but, but... Blobfest to this day, where everyone, what? where the entire town gathers in, at the movie theater and then runs screaming from the theater, like as an homage. That Are you serious? Dangerous. Well, <laughs> maybe. But if you're a small town, <laughs> everyone knows that Blobfest is happening, I guess. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> oh, it's those, it's those kids running outside of the theater, Blobfest, I guess. I suppose. Jeez. Um, okay, you guys. Well, we've uh, had some great conversations talking about the blob and, uh, the, well, more vampires, I guess. Um, but it's time for us to take a quick commercial break. Uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Hello, listeners. Uh, welcome back. You're listening to... Spoiler alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We're talking about our wild card round of scary and spooky movies today. But first, uh, does anyone know what time it is? Anyone have a clock that would indicate what time of day it is currently? Well, no. daylight savings time will mess that up. That's true. So. It's game time, people. Oh! Oh, for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally no time at all. Selecting a film related to our topic, I tell these to the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Are you two ready to play the game? Yes! yes. This week's title is, of course, Dracula 3000. I say it again, Dracula 3000. Um, who would care to go first? I could go first. Sean? Um, so this is, um, I believe that this is a reimagining of the career of Andre 3000, but he is actually <laughs> a Dracula, a vampire instead. And so it just follows him throughout his rise and his sort of, his hits of classic songs like, Sorry, Miss Jackson, I bit you. And like, <laughs> Hey, yeah. Hey, you bit me. <laughs> and things like that. So... Yeah, it, and it's it's heartwarming. A lot of good music in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean, can I can I suggest one for the roster? Yes, of course. Garlic really smells like poo, poo, poo. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, the okay. I'm wow. proud of that one. Okay. Yeah. Th- thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. I think Dracula three thousand is about um. It's in the it's in the modern era, and Dracula's been laying low for a while. Ever since you know his brush with Van Helsing and everything, things got a bit hairy there for a while. So he was like, "I'm just gonna <laughs> chill," and then he actually teams up with um, 
an evil scientist, a robotics expert, and they decide to create a vampire robot hybrid, which of course is called Dracula 3000, um, to sort of keep, you know, the vampire movement alive, even if something should happen to him. And obviously that goes well and there are no problems. Mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. That's scary. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, Sonia, you're a bit closer. But mm. um, this was a bit of a curveball, you guys. And I was trying to trick you on purpose. Because not I don't only like being tricked, Jeremy. Ex- <laughs> not only is there a movie in existence called Dracula 3000, but there's also a Dracula 2000. Now, Sonia, you kind of teased both of these with the with the one. Dracula 2000 is a very bad movie. It's not the game movie, but I like to make fun of it because Gerard Butler plays Dracula. Oh, so there's boy. that. Yeah, a young Gerard Butler. Anyway, that doesn't matter because in Dracula 3000, they got someone I would say even more hunky to to play the lead. By the way, they're not a direct sequel. They have nothing to do with one another, which I think is also hilarious. Huh. <laughs> uh, Dracula 3000. Uh, also titled Dracula 3000 Infinite Darkness is a te- darkness is a television <laughs> horror movie uh, that brings Count Dracula into outer space in the distant 30th se- 30th century. Um, it stars none oh. other than Casper Van Dien in the lead role. And spoiler alert, he does die before the end because I think they probably couldn't afford him. Um, but basically, uh, he plays Captain Van Helsing. I'm not joking. Um, and, uh, Dracula and his other vampires have, uh, planned to get on his spaceship to try and kill him to take vengeance on what the previous Van Helsing did, um, beforehand. The thing that's funny is that if you switch spaceship for airplane, it's the same as Dracula 2000. (laughs) So, so had you gotten it, it would have been a twofer. Wow. Darn. Yeah. Just, just saying. Anyway, um, the game is, of course, brought to you by the biggest theater in town, the Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center. Art, you, I would say, still the best place to go see movies. Definitely. They have some cool, scary movies going on, so you should go check it out in a safe and secure way. And, uh, you know, take take that little bit of your life back. Just a, and they do the patented the double tag. bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, the double bag. <laughs> I never enjoyed something so much more than the double bag. <sighs> You go with your wife and you shake it sideways and you each get a half a bag. God, that's just the responsible way to enjoy, isn't it? Okay. Oh, um, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, another bit of news here is that CJTR's annual Radiothon fundraising drive has wrapped up. And we want to thank everyone who supported Regina Community Radio during Radiothon 2020. As a listener-supported nonprofit radio station, CJTR relies on listeners to keep the station on the air and to keep bringing you the quality programming you've come to expect. If you'd like to donate to Radiothon 2020, you still have a little time left. Do so before noon on Tuesday, November 1st uh, to make sure that you're eligible for the cool limited edition donor gifts. Call us at 306-525-7274 or donate online at www.cjtr.ca. Once again, from all of us uh, in the CJTR community, thank you, dear listeners, for your generous support because we would be not here without you. Thank you. We'd be lost without you. (laughs) All right, you guys, we're talking about our spooky wildcard round uh, to cap Spooktober off. Um, The last movie was my pick, and uh, it was chosen because in my heart of hearts, it was a wonderful thing to bring to this 
this little community of ours to mm-hmm. talk about and share. Um, that thing is Teen Wolf, and uh, I don't, I don't think it's aged well. And Do I would you love not to think, you guys think so, Jer? Jeremy? I have to tell you, this movie. I gotta sucks. suss. I gotta <laughs> suss it out. It sucked. It sucked real I'm bad, sorry. and and there was a lot of hatred within it. A lot of hateful moments. Let's which talk is, about that. You know, that's the eighties, I guess. But yeah, maybe. But yeah. First of all, let's just say all of the teens are so dangerous. They yeah. try to commit armed yes. robbery in the very first like ten minutes. They're surfing on top of vans. They're those parties look out of control. Someone's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the- I think that kind of rec- reckless lifestyle is what probably brought a lot of people to their doom in real life who were looking for that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, Copycats. I also mm-hmm. didn't really understand the role of uh, Michael J. Fox's friend, who was basically the MC of the party. Like he yeah. just <laughs> he just was allowed to like to to uh, throw intros and like do all sorts of things during the entire party. He was running all the games, like, he was telling everyone what to do, and everyone was so into it. Yeah, yeah. and, like, what are some of those games? I like, don't what know. was that? It was, Just like, wrestle whipped, wrestle and whipped cream. Um, <laughs> go make out in the closet. Yeah, like, it's all of it seems so strange yeah. and odd. Maybe it's because we're millennials. Maybe that's the the issue there. But Yeah, like, um, when my high school friends and I wrestled in whipped cream, we wouldn't really do it at parties. <laughs> it was more of, like, a a sanctioned event like the more of a fight club situation yeah yeah no that makes sense um i i do have a thought that i would like to bring to you guys that i i I thought of do you think that this movie is is bad because it's really like four different movies trying to pull at one another like it's kind of a basketball movie and kind of a werewolf movie and kind of just like a a a preteen romance movie and then I would argue that being a wolf has nothing really to do with this film. It should have just been called, like, Teen Plays Basketball, because that's what the film is about. Mm -hmm. They don't really tell us why he's a wolf. Just all of a sudden, his dad's like, yeah, I'm a wolf, too. And, uh, sorry about it. Or how it affects him, or, like, what he'll do going forward, because basically he just chooses not to be a wolf, wins the final basketball game, and then everything's fine. Yeah, everyone's like, "Well, we'll 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 pass it off." So what was the, the point? Thing, <laughs> the other thing that that I have to infer to make this movie work in my mind is that werewolves are just a thing that everyone knows about. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, he he's aware. Like, he's just got it. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, when he I turned understand. into a wolf at the basketball game, everyone could not have cared less. It went it went by <laughs> so easily. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, "No big deal. Let's keep going." Yeah, and, uh, you know, his dad had history with other people in town, which indicates, again, that, you know, there is some further consciousness about werewolves in this world, right? Um, And the thing that I was waiting for was near the end of the movie, where Michael J. Fox is walking by a department store or whatever, and another werewolf is getting sworn in as president. That was the thing. Like, I needed that world built, right? Like, I needed that extra bit of, like, you know, who would have thought in our time a wolf in the White House? You know, like that kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Write the film Wolf in the White House. That's good. Okay. <laughs> wolf in the White House. I'm writing it down right now. Please do. Mm-hmm. You know those Americans would vote for a werewolf. You know it. 
you know it, they would vote for a werewolf. Probably sooner than unless, a woman, yeah. Unless he was a socialist, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh. Uh, yeah, so I kept just being... I kept just waiting for for the film to sort of tell me what was important and why <laughs> things were important and why things were happening. And then I kept being let down by the film in that, <laughs> in that way. Um... Yeah, I just was like, what? And, like, even the whole storyline with the popular girl that he likes, nothing ever really truly comes of that. Like, normally that would be sort of, like, the way that he would discover that he was actually in love with Boof, Boof, his friend. Which is a name. name is just Boof. (laughs) You guys, it was the 80s. But it just is. Like, anyway. Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes, like, when she's at the party and her name gets called, everyone goes, Boof, and I'm like, is that just like, is that her cool nickname? And everyone loves to chant it. Like, I don't. Anyway, like, show us the birth certificate, Boof. (laughs) Show us the birth certificate. (laughs) But so normally, the popular girl would be his avenue for realizing that he loved her. But it, it not Teen Wolf. No, no, no. But like, I I think as far as coming of age stories go. Uh, this is a bad one because they're like the only growth is literal hair growth, right? Like that's <laughs> the, that's the real issue here, and uh, and is know, it it's, it's kind puberty? of him. Yeah, I think that's what this is, right? Like that's well, yeah. They sort of use it as a metaphor a lot of times about puberty, but then mm-hmm. no, but then it's not you, just a metaphor. Yeah, like you would think that would happen literal. to him when he was yeah. like twelve, as opposed to you know seventeen mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but there are two things that I would like to highlight um, that I do think bring this movie up. And that is that you need to think of it as a movie about rebranding. <laughs> okay. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. And in that vein, it's a success story where he has a bad brand. So he makes a new wolf brand, which people buy into. And then, you know, everything works out. But then he realizes his old brand was a bit more sincere. So he changes back. Right, it's like new Coke. That's yeah, but then but that's the, a branding disaster. The, yeah, and also he ch- he changes back, and then is the only reason it's okay is that he's magically good at basketball. No, yeah. I had to work for that song. Yeah, yeah, no, but, but he yeah, didn't. <laughs> yeah, there was no they training. Just, they just somehow were yeah, better guys, at basketball. Somehow it was a team. It was a team effort. You know, they made this move, this movie in the mornings that they were shooting Back to the Future. They can't all be winners, people. Okay. The also, they do an, they talk- do the eighties thing where there's a fat guy who is fifty <laughs> and has food in his locker. Yeah, of course. That was actually like the opening of the film was them harassing the fat guy, and that's when I knew it was going to be bad. That we were in yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> And his uh, name is Chubby, also, just in case, <laughs> just in case you didn't get it. <laughs> in the script, yeah, and Chubby's there. I do think that there is this like '80s mindset of like what it is to be in high school that may have existed, but certainly doesn't now, and just seems ridiculous. I think, like to to me, like the idea of beating someone up for any reason other than like a legitimate fight. I don't know about you guys and your high school experience. Sean had clearly much more hazing than I did, for example. Oh, you know but I like, brought a baseball bat to school, baby. <laughs> but, like, I I have not lived an experience where an individual was made fun of 
to the lengths that any movie portrays mm. without there being some actual conflict. And I don't I don't know what your guys I grew up in Moose Jaw, right? So I'm not I'm not a good, you know, representation of anywhere other than Moose Jaw. But um I don't know. It's it's like the sensational awfulness. Yeah. Uh, his, his enemy just really hates him. And also like in the basketball game, how is his mortal enemy allowed to just stand while he's throwing free throws, just stand in front of him and glare at him? That's not how that's, that's, sports that's, work. That's the yeah, that's the rules, Sean. Yeah, that's literally the rules <laughs> of <laughs> basketball. Does <laughs> anyone have a mortal is, enemy yeah. here? Okay, go, you stand there, kid. And also there's a <laughs> montage. There's a montage of the basketball game that where I was like, oh my god, this is so boring. When there's a montage of them scoring points, scoring points. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And then we look at the clock and they had, they have 16 points. Every single basket that we saw on screen like w- had been counted. Like It wasn't yeah. like a bunch of different baskets. I was like, this is going to take forever. Yeah, it was literally the highlight reel of the game. Also, why was his nemesis on a different team? They go to the same school. Oh, that, that does happen in the States, though. That's a thing. They just have... Yeah. How do you know the schools are too big, right? So you you put them on different teams. They compete in the same league. It's a it's a it's a it's a sports thing, you guys. All right. Well, that wasn't my biggest concern about the film. It's it's rare that I'm the expert about sports in any given group. (laughs) Well, uh, this group, you have a good shot, I would say. That's true. That's true. Um, Before we move on, and we will soon, I have to talk about the dance Mm. because not every like it's clear that they were trying to cash in on Michael J. Fox. And what was the dance called? The Wolfman? It was not oh, a thriller-esque yeah. sort of synchronized dance that right, everyone right. does at the... <laughs> right, right. I can't, I can't wait to go to my next, uh, you know, soiree and b- break out the Wolfman, for sure. I'm doing Every it. party and dance was filmed like it was like a honky-tonk cabaret, like, <laughs> in, like <laughs> in some small town. Like, these are not 16-year-old tech kids. These are world-weary, like, blue-collar adults. <laughs> so true. All right, you guys. I think that's enough about Teen Wolf. And, uh, in fact, that puts a button on our entire Spooktober talking about stuff. So we have wow. made it through October in the what seems to be the blink of an eye. Thanks, COVID. Um, you guys, uh, with what's left of our show, we like to move into a little segment we call What You Watching. Where I ask the folks uh, what you've been watching. Um, you guys, what have you, what have you been watching? I started a new docu-series this week, which is the best feeling, um, mm-hmm. called The Vow. About, oh, is it good? Yeah, it is quite good. It's I feel like it's maybe a bit longer than it needs to be. Like, it's like 10 Sonia, episodes or I, something. I watched four episodes, and I was like, I have to stop. It was so yeah. long. Yeah. So boring. Yeah. And like, I, cause that's the thing is like, I already know about and I'm interested in the cult that it's about. Um, I'm interested in joining. I feel like that's what oh. it made it sound like. I'm not. I don't want to be in the cult. I also, I think he's in jail now. So, so honey, where'd you um, get that nice well, sash that you're wearing? <laughs> yeah. The sashes. But it, it, yeah, it takes them a while to kind of get things going. But 
I love me a story about cults. I think it's so interesting. I just, I love watching some, I mean, this is cruel, but there's a part of me that finds it so interesting to watch someone have to be like, oh, we're in a cult. Like just that moment of realization where you're like, yes, you really sh- truly are. Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. Hmm. What's, what's the cult called again? Nexium. But it's spelled like N X V I V M or something. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, keep going. And there's a midnight. There's a midnight volleyball scenes that are very (laughs) chilling, where everyone their their main social activity is playing volleyball from like noon from like midnight to like six in the morning, and it's so weird. Because they're busy running their MLM during the daytime hours. So yeah, well, as you do. Yeah, uh, but yeah. it is really funny because you see the the cult leader Keith Raniere, and to me, I'm just like, I don't know how anyone could see this man and not be like, oh, he's a cult leader who has like deep insecurities and needs this to function. But I guess that's the point is that you can't see. That oh, and you're... everyone that sees him, he's wearing like sweatbands and like knee pads, and everyone's like, ooh, horny, horny for Keith. Yeah, yeah, like that horny is. He did a lot of bad things, and I will just say, he did a lot of really bad things. He mistreated a lot of women. Um, We don't support Keith in this household, but it's (laughs) hard not to laugh in hindsight. I mean, the hair is nice. I'm just looking at pictures of Keith, and like, it's it's as light as a feather. I can tell that right now. Yeah. Use his (laughs) pantene. I know it. I know it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the vow. Yeah. Sean, what have you been watching? Um, So I've been pretty busy because uh, I'm doing um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show Shadowcast this week. Um, but Ooh. basically, that means that I'm watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the film, over and over and over, which is not really... I haven't, I haven't seen it that much. And so I've just been, you know, memorizing each movement of, like, of the characters. And it's such a... It's so funny because it's actually a bad film. Mm. Like, it's not very well done. But I guess that's why everyone, like, even, like, started making their own jokes and, you know, making, like, t- using it into, as a different way to to have fun. But there's, like, the, like, the dance scenes. There's, like, people messing up constantly. There's, like, nip slips. Like, it feels, they just did, ran it once and were like, that's fine. Keep going. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. But anyway, it's very it's very fun, and uh, you know that's what I've been watching. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, Sean. Um, I'll probably watch it again. It's Halloween. I got nothing yeah. to do. Um, yeah, uh, I watched The Cabin with Burt Kreischer. Have you guys seen this? Mm-mm. Um, so it's a Netflix show, and the premise is that that's you guys know who Burt. Is it Kreischer? I think Kreischer, I think. Kreischer, yeah. Um, He's overworked, and he does too much, and he parties and drinks, which is all part of his brand and everything. So uh, he's going to take a few weeks off at this cabin, and then he starts inviting people, and each episode sort of focuses on a different part of his existence. And, like, you know, he's, like, trying to work on one aspect of himself, so they do these things that are, like, involved with that and um he's got some interesting guests and they go to some interesting places um the 
in one episode he has Bobby Lee. I love Bobby Lee. He's insane. Uh, and it turns out really great. It's uh, I can't remember the name of the other guy. He was on Chappelle's show. Um, and then on another one, there was uh, Nikki Glaser and Caitlyn Jenner. And uh, they talk a lot about, um, I think it's about body, like it focuses mm. on. Um, and it's kind of like this weird, because there's always this like distance for comedians to have like the distance between character and self, mm-hmm. right? That's why they can't do, like they, like, they can't act so well, right? Because it's just a version of themselves. You know, we've seen this time and time again. Um, it was refreshing to see sort of an honest version of that. And like, there's a touching moment where Bert's dad gets to talk to Caitlyn Jenner, who's his lifelong hero, right? Like, it's this whole thing. And Bert just breaks down because he's never seen his dad do that, right? Like, he just, like, he can't handle it. Um, so I, I do think it's interesting to sort of see, like, there is a rawness to stand-up comedy. And I think, like, any other avenue of investigating that, other than them being funny, is not a thing that comes up. Mm. But it is interesting, like, so uh, when they filmed the show, Bobby Lee's dad had died a few months before, and they were just talking about that. Like, so it's interesting to see these people actually talk about the things that sort of makes make them tick. Um, that is very much juxtaposed with seeing every part of Burt Kreischer's body. <laughs> so, like, like, you know, like, like it's, it's, uh, you know, at one point, Fortune Feenster runs away because he requests, Bert asks for help in waxing a part of his body where stuff comes out. Okay. And I, I, I think we would all run away at that point. You gotta hope that there was some, like, talk about it beforehand of, like, here's the bit. Because, like, we see it. Like, we see it happen. Like, we, we see it. So, like... This is like borderline abuse, right? Like if if she did not know it was coming, right? Like that's yeah. and that's how it's presented. So anyway, it's just kind of a weird thing. Um, I do think it's worth watching. There are quite a few parts that really made me laugh, and there are a lot of parts that made me really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you have time and the the gumption, check it out. <laughs> Sounds interesting. The gumption. It's it was certainly something. Um. Well, you guys, uh, we've run out of time for today, so uh, I'm going to have to read this end part bit that I wrote for the show. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, by co-hosts Sean and Sonia, everyone here at CJTR, and of course our listeners. Spoiler alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6pm, rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter, at Spoiler Alert YQR, and Instagram, at Spoiler Alert CJTR. Uh, My Electric is coming up next. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.